0: This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent
1: Herbicide.
2: The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture. 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything A. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley.
0: And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com and brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock and brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. Today, Agriculture Minister David Merritt discusses a record third-year farm exports from Saskatchewan. We also discuss his upcoming trade trip to India and United Arab Emirates, as well as concerns about soil moisture reserves. We have a two-part feature interview with Regina Mayor Sandra Masters on the importance of agriculture to the Queen City and the major canola processing expansion underway right now around Regina. The farm weather's in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour.
2: This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley.
0: Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your farm fresh water today at farmfreshwater.ca. Saskatchewan farmers have realized a third consecutive year of record agri-food exports. Agriculture Minister David Merritt says the total value of the province's farm shipments reached $18.4 billion this past year.
1: Yeah, record, Jim. It's uh, exciting news. It really is. Uh, well over $18 billion. Uh, it's three years in a row that we've seen this kind of in- increase, a 20% increase from the previous year. But, I mean, this—you uh, know our growth strategy target to 2030 was that we'd hit $20 billion by 2030. Uh, if it continues to grow this way and the whole agri-food business, whether it's value-added or just primary production and crops going out, whatever the case may be, uh, I can see us hitting this target probably in the next uh, two or three years if we can have Mother Nature on our side and we can uh, see some moisture and, and get back to growing crops that the farmers uh, are traditionally growing here in the province of Saskatchewan.
0: And what were the key products most in demand?
1: Well, obviously still leading the uh, leading the way is canola oil. Canola oil is still the biggest at over $3.5 billion. Non-derm wheats are just under $3 billion. And then canola seed is also just under three billion, about 2.7 billion. So those are still the three big ones. And obviously the pulse side is growing uh, every year from lentils to peas, to chickpeas. So we're just seeing it all grow. Flax is growing, oats uh, is growing as well. And that market share, we're seeing that increase into countries like Mexico, but other countries are also getting an interest in crops that they traditionally were not importing before. Yeah,
0: what were the key markets in 2022?
1: Well, obviously, our key market is still our uh, neighbor to the south. United States is still our biggest buyer of ag products at well over $6 billion. And then uh, China and Japan still remain number two and number three. But we're seeing increases into countries like India, into uh, United Emirates. We're seeing increases there. We're just starting to see those kind of increases into countries that we traditionally normally haven't been, even into, uh, you know, Indonesia, into Vietnam and, and countries like that that we're seeing Potential growth and we are seeing growth. Bangladesh uh, is another one. So this is telling me a great story that we're doing the right thing and countries and companies globally are seeing that and they're coming here to source that product.
0: And that reminds me you've got a trade trip coming up to Asia tell me a little bit about it.
1: Yeah I do actually we'll be leaving uh, you know next week early next week we will be in two countries we'll be in India for three or four days and then we'll be in Dubai for a few days as well. These are two of, uh, our, of our biggest clients as well. Between the two of them, uh, well over $700 million worth of product going into it. Saskatchewan is India's largest exporter in, in Canada, so we recognize that. So we just felt it's important that we go over and and we chat with, obviously, industry, but we also chat with government as well and tell the story we have to tell here. I'll also be speaking at a couple of national conferences, one in in Mumbai, India, and one in Dubai uh, as well. So uh, it's important that we reach out, but on a couple of fronts too, Jim, we also like to thank them for doing business with us and just want to make sure that they also know that we want to you know, continue trade relations uh, in good faith. And that's uh, one of the messages we will be delivering.
0: What are some of the key products we supply to India and Dubai United Arab Emirates?
1: Well, well obviously into India, it's the pulse side. That is probably our biggest one into Dubai. It's also pulses, but it's also canola. I will be meeting with the, uh, the owner of the largest canola crush facility in Dubai. And I'll also be meeting with the largest pulse buyer of uh, Saskatchewan pulses in Dubai as well. So it's just to, as I say, build relationships. And they might have some concerns as well. I mean, we always seem to have some years logistic tra- uh, issues of getting product from here to port and they've raised those concerns with us before, but they like to do business with Saskatchewan companies and they like the product that they get and the consistency of it, Jim. So it's a combination of two, of two or three things, outreach and opportunities to build on those relationships. Obviously, we feel it's important. We have an office open in Dubai, we have an office open in Delhi, India. So uh, it's it's important to build those relationships so it allows companies and our companies from here and companies from India to talk to each other through these trade offices, and we can help build on those relationships and, and help you know make those connections possible where we can.
0: That's Agriculture Minister David Merritt. Coming up, he discusses the concerns about runoff.
2: Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Spauley on 620 CKRM.
0: The preliminary Water Security Agency Spring Outlook shows most of southern Saskatchewan with below-normal snowmelt runoff potential. The central areas with above-normal snowpack can expect an above-normal snowmelt with near-normal conditions for the far north. No flooding is expected. Agriculture Minister David Merritt says parts of western Saskatchewan need more moisture.
1: There's still some areas of the province that I'm concerned about. Down in my constituency in the southwest, we've seen some snow. Uh, we haven't seen obviously enough for you know significant runoff. So you know hopefully between you know between now and April we'll still see some good spring snowfall, and we usually do get you know a good dump of moisture in the early spring. For the rest of the province, I think for the most part, I know up in the west central, it they've had some snow in the in the last recent months, and uh, but the other parts of the province, I think are looking for near normal uh, runoff. Obviously, I think that in some parts the province the ground was so dry that I think whatever snowmelt is there is obviously going to go in.
0: Much of the southern areas of Saskatchewan had very dry conditions through last summer and fall. The exception is an area just east of Moose Jaw through Weyburn Indian Head and Regina where wetter fall conditions and near-normal snowfall have projected a near-normal snowmelt. The report says without additional snowfall, surface water supply issues are likely to occur in southwest Saskatchewan in 2023. The runoff outlook will be updated next month.
2: Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney on 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com
3: update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Email advertising at realagriculture.com to learn more about this unique keynote opportunity. Sean Haney here with realagriculture.com, joined right now by Dr. Sarah Place from Colorado State University. Dr. Place, how are you doing?
4: Very good. How are you?
3: Doing great. Okay, this afternoon you'll be in a sustainability forum panel. Are there any other sort of out there ways, we talked about some of the genetic and the research that has to happen, but are there other things that you're looking at on ways to improve sustainability in the cattle sector that involve that innovation narrative?
4: Yeah, so a lot of what um, Colorado State Agnext is focused on is that innovation part and thinking about scalable solutions and thinking about the future, right? And so part of it is, and and this isn't new probably to a lot of listeners, is thinking about feed additives, right? Mm -hmm. Things that can manipulate rumen fermentation in a way that is positive and again, pays attention to productivity of the animals themselves. Um, I think that's that's one of those areas that we get more um, focused on that and really think about the mechanisms that are happening in the rumen. We can design those things that are a little Bit more efficacious and also make economic sense to mitigate methane, right? So, hopefully, within five, ten years, like when we're having this conversation, there are products that you could buy as a producer that would actually reduce methane emissions, potentially open up monetization in those opportunities, or improve your efficiency via feed additive.
3: I was just going to ask you how close are we to commercialization in some of those products?
4: Yeah, I think that's probably the timeline where we're at, right, in terms of getting, um, you know, a little bit crystal ball, right, but in terms of there are some viable products out there and it's more, um, how do you commercialize that? And, you know, different companies could answer that better of their go-to-market strategies, right, of how they're going to get there, but I think that's a reasonable timeline, right, of, you know, by this time, say 2030, we should have products in the North American cattle industry that we can use that really target methane emissions and reduce it, and again, hopefully do so from a standpoint of, yeah, it reduces methane, but Maybe we get a bump in, in growth, right, as well, or milk production if we're talking about the dairy industry.
3: Uh, are there any, uh, from some of the the bovine drug manufacturers, are there any solutions there um, from a drug perspective that would, would assist in this area that is being worked on?
4: Yeah, so I think um, from that standpoint of of the science, right, and just taking a taking a step back, there there's a lot of research. Obviously, people have heard about the the seaweed, right, and that's kind of flashed a lot of headlines. asparagopsis. and then from a standpoint of other molecules, the one that has gotten the most research is called three nitrooxypropanol, or usually abbreviated three NLP or three NOP. Um, that molecule has quite consistently shown a reduction in methane emissions of at least a thirty percent reduction, consistently across. Uh, different diets, different cattle types, um, maybe even a greater percent reduction in feedlot cattle, actually. Um, So that's one of those molecules, for example, that is exciting from a standpoint of the scientific efficacy looks quite strong. And then it's just the question of that's up to the companies, right, of figuring out the the commercial viability of it. But um, from a scientific perspective and how we'd look at the peer-reviewed literature, we'd say, you know, that's a very promising technology in the future. It sounds like a lot of promising stuff going on here.
3: As we get down the road that 10, 15 years, is there any concern that the goalposts move where it's like okay cattle industry great job fantastic but it's half as good as it needs to be is that something that should concern us or how do you feel about that?
4: Yeah, so I think back, back to the earlier part of this conversation right sustainability is nothing new and those questions about how we should be producing food are not new so we can expect obviously always even folks that maybe are not fans of the cattle industry will always have critiques right um, but I think what we can feel of uh, being confident is when we're talking about these things from an efficiency standpoint and reducing methane emissions those are win-wins that are going to be relevant and important regardless of the future and regardless of priorities right so I think that's something we can feel confident in. we're going to be direct directionally correct however we go if we focus on this area so I think it's really just an exciting time and and hopefully something that gets especially younger people in the cattle industry excited of the new opportunities in this space and the new ways to tell that story of how sustainable ruminant production cattle production is a key part of a sustainable food system
3: and never to be left out of this sustainability discussion is return on investment for the producer it that has to be a factor in any of these mechanisms that we're using to increase sustainability 100%,
4: right? So, again, sustainability is about those three prongs, right? If you are not economically viable, it's a little bit of a who cares, right, about the other aspects of it. And so that's, you know, a a crude way to put it. you got to make green to be green, right?
3: This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com.
2: It's your agri-weather forecast on the voice of Saskatchewan, 620 ck The Real Agriculture Report has been brought
0: to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Sunny today, wind up to 15 kilometers per hour. The high today, minus 6, the low, minus 10. Friday, sunny, wind southwest 30, gusting to 50. The high, plus 1, the low, minus 5. Saturday, sunny, the high, minus 1, the low, minus 8. Sunday, increasing cloudiness, the high, minus 1, low, minus 2. Monday, sunny with a high of plus 2, the low minus 8. Tuesday, partly cloudy, high minus 5, the low minus 17. Wednesday, partly cloudy, the high minus 10. Normal high for this date, minus 8. The normal low is minus 20. The sun rose at 8.21 this morning. It sets at 6.04 tonight. And currently around the province, the hot spot right now is Moose Jaw at minus 3 degrees. The cold spot, Stony Rapids, at minus 21. Estevan is minus nine right now. Saskatoon minus eight. Swift Current minus five. Weyburn minus seven. Yorkton is minus eleven. In Regina, with sunny sky, it's minus nine. That's sixteen Fahrenheit. Winds are from the southwest at thirteen. Humidity is eighty-three percent. Barometer falling one zero three point one. Sunny in Moose Jaw minus three. Winds are from the southwest at thirty-one. Once again, Regina sunny and minus nine. That's sixteen Fahrenheit. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada before seeding your canola, peas, or lentils. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada.
2: You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM.
0: This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougallAuctions.com. And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer is just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems, expect the best. Regina Mayor Sandra Masters says agriculture is an important industry for the city and the entire province. Masters says events like Agribition and Canada's Farm Show highlight the city and the important role of farming in the world marketplace. She spoke with 620 CKRM's Tanner wallace Scribner.
5: Clearly as a city that hosts Agribition for uh, over 50 years now, we're thrilled to see that number continuing to increase. I can tell you in attending Agribition, having the children in the classrooms back in those facilities added a whole you didn't realize you how much you missed them until they they were there again um but the importance of aggravation to our community and our economy and frankly our province uh i don't think can be understated clearly when you see you know 60 million dollars to the provincial gdp that's massively important from one event um but it's also you know it's, it's, it's who's getting invited. It's, you know, the uh, national and international buyers uh, getting invited. It's $2 million in livestock sales and almost $2 million in trade show sales. So just even having that kind of um, um, commerce going on, people coming into our city, being comfortable in our city is, is incredibly valuable because, you know, you can attract them back again when they have a good time. But also, uh, you know, the city of Regina gets on their radar in terms of a place to go and and, uh, and do business and to, and frankly, enjoy the city.
3: What role does agriculture play for the city of Regina?
5: I think the city of Regina, in terms of being the urban connection to rural growth and, frankly, a center of commerce for agriculture, has never felt more real. It's, over a century ago, you know. We were a place that folks came to trade, to move product. We used to do some processing here, and actually I think we're getting back into that. But as an agricultural outpost, as a place where you come and buy equipment and get uh, equipment fixed to buy supplies, to do the trading, the financing of it. You know, We have FCC here in the city in terms of the national agricultural lender. We've got Richardson International uh, Research Farm just outside of our city limits. We've got Viterra. Uh, last year clearly had announced, you know, their canola crush facility, one of the largest in the world, largest in Canada. We've got Cargill well under construction. They're recognizing the value of process and uh, value add to agriculture. We've got the Federated Cooperative Limited and AGT Integrated Ag Complex. So manufacturing is incredible. We've got Brandt, we've got Bagelman, we've got South Country Equipment. So you think about implement dealers. Then you think of ag tech, you know, Raven Industries we have Emertech, which is the first, you know, uh, privately venture-backed capital fund that's looking at ag tech startups and and looking to grow and scale those. But really inviting people from around the world here to have technological solutions to farming problems or farming opportunities. We really, I, it feels like we're living up to a bit of our original promise in terms of being that center of urban, rural, uh, you know, agricultural commerce connection and I think we have future growth there as well. I think it's really important that agribition. like if you think about it, 52 years, I think, that agribition is here. Canada's Farm Show has been in place for decades. It's also a premier dryland farm show. We have these things because it's actually, we we do really well at bringing people together. We do really well at hosting events, uh, giving people space to learn and to do business together. And I think we just can continue to grow on on that sort of skill set and the assets that we have and that we can bring to the table.
0: That's Regina Mayor Sandra Masters. Coming up, she discusses efforts to ensure a large influx of agricultural workers have a place to stay.
2: You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley.
0: This segment is brought to you by Diggleman Industries. Look to Diggleman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. Arcolabuildingsupplies.com. Regina Mayor Sandra Masters His efforts are underway to ensure there's adequate support services for an influx of workers. There are major projects underway by Cargill, Viterra, AGT and Federated Co-op to expand processing of agricultural products, primarily canola. In an interview with 620 CKRM's Tanner Wallace-Scribner, Mayor Masters was asked about the infrastructure in place to support the rapid labor force expansion.
5: That is a great question, Tanner, and something that uh, uh, City Manager Nikki Anderson and myself and, and a few others have been actually focused very much on in the last number of months. We saw last year a decline in, in applications for multifamily, you know, residential bills. So, we're clearly aware it's very much on our radar in terms of ensuring that we're promoting the, the construction of new rental properties, potential conversion if there's vacant office buildings, but really focusing on areas where intensification can happen. So investing in water and wastewater in the ground so that more multifamily residential can go up. We are looking at. I think that uh, the city administration is looking at focusing on both the SAFE model for um, how we're using funds coming in from new developments to pay for city infrastructure, but the phasing and financing of how we're bringing new land on. All of that is actually under review this year because we're pretty cognizant of the fact that if we're inviting 3,000 construction jobs into the city, we need space for them to live in, and we don't want to get caught like we did, I think, previously back in previous boom during 2011-2012 where they drove rental prices up and so right now today it's reasonable we do have homes for rent part of the issue around that is where those places for rent are aren't necessarily desirable and so it's also on kind of the work plan to address some of those underlying issues to make sure that housing is accessible Uh, we've got some we've actually got some significant affordable houses available for sale but making sure that we've got new areas under development as well, too, so that that housing option is available for folks.
4: And how does the city continue to
3: foster egg investment into the city?
5: I think, you know, agribition is the perfect example of one of the ways in which we do it. It actually is how people from around the world come to know us or from across the country. A Canada's Farm Show, it's, a re- it's how people from, uh, you know, around the world come to know us. I think we're very much a city and a province that is focused on you know, do it's, it's very much watch what we do. And so the fact that, um, we do have these head offices or that we have large bases for a lot of the major agricultural companies, but also the smaller agricultural companies as well is a testament. And every time we can host something like agribition or, or um, and these types of conferences, it actually is that gathering of folks from across the country and around the world that really helps sell us in terms of the place to be to, to have business be done, but also to actually learn about what other folks are up to, what we're up to, the cutting edge things that come out of the province of Saskatchewan, we're always incredibly proud of. And being a place where we're helpful. I I always think that we're just a, a, a city and a province that looks to solve other people's problems too. And so I think focusing on that through ag tech solutions and even manufacturing and design and engineering solutions for problems here and abroad are the ways in which we help support in a way that sometimes is pretty quiet, but also something that we get to showcase when, when folks
0: come here. That's Regina Mayor Sandra Masters. Here's the market updates with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. Market update brought to you by Freeze Tallman Lumber. Since 1956, Freeze Tallman has been your trusted building material supplier for every type of project. Freeze Tallman in Regina and Fort Capel. And farm fresh water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your farm fresh water today at farmfreshwater.ca. Grain prices saw downward pressure in early trading. Viterra prices for canola fell 230 at 809.42. One red spring wheat dropped 297 at 412.83. The rest were unchanged. Durham 442.26. Feed barley 372.58. Chickpeas, 116.45. $1, Flax 656.98. Lentils 694.40. Oats 229.32. Yellow peas 459.88. And feed wheat 289.56. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard-red spring wheat for March went down four and three quarter cents at 921 and a half cent a bushel.
2: It's the LiveStock Reports on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM.
0: Livestock Quotes, brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn 842-4574. Now, the latest quotes.
6: Good afternoon. This is the Yorkton Heartland Livestock Market Report for the week of February the 8th. What a sale day we had to start to finish yesterday. A very exciting day. 2,050 in the short, 325,000 bulls, a total of 2375 for the day. This cow and bull market was steady to stronger in spots. D1, D2 cows, 92 to 102, sales to 107, 108. D three cows eighty two to ninety two cows are averaging ninety eight and a quarter. Some highlights: we had some big shark cows from the Ebenezer area, eighteen hundred pound cows at one o seven, and from the Benito area, eighteen hundred pound cows topped out at one o eight. Good bulls one twenty seven to one thirty seven sales at one forty four one forty five bulls are averaging one thirty. From the Newdorf area, nineteen hundred pound bulls at one forty seven, and from the Roughgaver Ranch at McNutt, twenty two hundred pound bulls at one forty three seventy five. Good job, guys. Onto the pre-sort sale. What a sale. Yesterday was our seventh annual speckled park sale. Some highlights. 550 pound speckled steers, 275. 770 pound speckled steers at 255. And the speckled heifers, 550 pound speckled heifers at 226. And now for the rest of the pre-sort sale, listen up guys. 425 pound red Angus steers, 334. 500 pounders, 338. 575-pound tan steers, 321. 650s at 310. My favorite pen, 710-pound black steers, 283. 775s at 262. 850-pound steers, 253. And 950-pound steers, 243. On the heifer side, 425-pound heifers, 264. 500-pound tan heifers, 270. 575 pound heifers, 272, 650s at 255, 710s at 237, 800 pound heifers, 228, and 875 pound heifers, 221. The highlight of the morning, there was so many highlights. I had, I picked this group here. 76 black steers. You can't make them better than that. let they topped out at, they were weighing 575 pound steers at 329.50. This market is on the uprise and a fun sale to work. Good job to you all. Next Friday, February 17th, sheep, lamb, goat, and horse sale. That's it for this week at Heartland Yorkton. I'm Harvey Exner. Have a good day.
0: And the latest park prices, $185.45 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report.
2: This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley.
0: Now the resource report brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. The latest Saskatchewan petroleum and natural gas public offering raised $3.1 million in revenue for the province. This is the final public offering for the fiscal year, bringing the total annual amount to $49.2 million. Of the 54 parcels posted, 48 had acceptable bids covering over 16,000 acres. The average bonus bid was $186 an acre, with the highest bid at $1,262 an acre. The highest bonus bid on a lease is $270,000 for a 600-acre lease southwest of Lashburn going to Synergy Land Services. Overall, the Lloydminster area saw the most interest, bringing in almost $1.8 million for 12 leases and four exploration licenses. Totaling 9,700 acres, the Estevan area also brought in almost $1 million for 26 leases totaling 4,500 acres. An exploration license totaling almost 1,500 acres received a bonus bid of $612,000 or $420 an acre. This license is located northeast of Lloydminster and within the, the Northminster Sparky Oil Pool. The next petroleum lease sale is set for April 4th. On the markets, the TSX up twenty points at $20,699. The Dow has risen seventy-five points to thirty-four thousand twenty-four. Oil has gone down a dollar one at seventy-seven forty-six a barrel. The Canadian dollars at 74.50 cents U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the on-demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.
2: You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley. On 620CKRM. If you missed any of the broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag, 620CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers
0: of Edge Microactive Pre Emergent Herbicide.